on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. And we'll begin with the Irish Daily Mail, which says that landlords want Brazilians and young people as tenants. They don't want older people anymore because they'll be stuck with them for years. This is according to a landlord advocate, Morris Deverell, a member of the Irish Property Owners Association, who said people are no longer attractive tenants this is older people, are no longer attractive tenants to some property owners following the introduction of new legislation which gives tenants more rights. Uh, years ago, you would take on an older person. They were quiet, they paid their rent, they didn't throw parties. But now because of the new protection, new legislation, some landlords fear that they will be stuck with older people for years. So now they want Brazilians and younger people renting out their property. That's more desirable. The Irish Times continues with its coverage of the Fair Deal scheme. A funding shortfall could lead to what's being described as a tidal wave of nursing home operators withdrawing from Fair Deal, uh, which obviously is the scheme under which the state funds beds in private and voluntary run care facilities. Privately run nursing homes are criticising what they say is a large disparity in funding per bed between their facilities and those run by the HSE under the Fair Deal scheme. So they want the same level of funding that a HSE bed in a nursing home would get. So one has already left and now there's a warning that other nursing homes are going to leave the Fair Deal scheme, which will be a headache for older people, for families and for the HSE and for the nursing homes too uh, because if people are pulling out of the Fair Deal scheme, where do the older people live? Also on the front of the Irish Times, this windfall uh, sorry, this uh, offshore energy um, for wind farms is on the front page. Irish homes and businesses will pay more than most Europeans for offshore wind generated electricity under deals struck by the state with power companies. Four companies are going to earn €86 per megawatt hour. That's the unit in which electricity is sold for power generated by wind farms. And that price is more than €20 above the European average, which means that Irish people are going to be paying more for it. However, it is lower than what was expected. It was expected to be 96 to 115 euro or even 98 euro per megawatt. So it's 86 euro. Uh, Something we're all going to have to get used to and try and understand how offshore energy works. The Irish Examiner Trust and Gardaí Trust in Gardaí eroded by call system. This is a Cork story where Garda calls have been centralised to a regional control centre and it's leaving communities detached from their local station. And also there are claims that there's now a lack of trust in the Garda force as a result. So what they've done in Cork is they've this new phone system that reroutes all calls in Cork away from the local Garda station to a regional control centre in Cork City. It was introduced on the 3rd of May as part of a national initiative to centralise uh, phone calls with the Gardaí. However, less than a fortnight after it was brought in, senior Garda sources are telling the examiner officers have already been subjected to abuse by frustrated members of the public after they 
called to report a crime or suspicious activity in West Cork only for the call to go to the city centre uh, where staff lacked detailed local knowledge. So people, it would seem, are frustrated in Cork by this decision. The Irish Independent has Enoch Burke back on the front page. Uh, he will not face criminal prosecution for repeatedly showing up at Wilson's Hospital. Uh, which is the school that dismissed him from his job earlier this year. The Irish Independent has learned investigating officers have recommended in the file that there should be no prosecution for Enoch Burke turning up at Wilson's Hospital. The Irish Daily Mirror Store Wars, the Taoiseach, has accused some supermarkets of profiteering by not bringing down their prices quickly enough. Leo Varadkar has also refused to rule out a windfall tax on the grocery sector. Uh, I think this is from his interview on The Tonight Show last Last night, he said last night, I think there is evidence of profiteering. Even the European Central Bank says it. Some companies are recording bumper profits. And of course, we've no idea how much money supermarkets are making and if they are profiteering or not. I don't know what the government can do about it. I'm sure they're looking into the whole area and seeing can there be more transparency about how much uh, supermarkets make, uh, particularly for certain products, and is there a need for some food products to be so high? But the Taoiseach is pledging action on it. Staying with food prices, the Times of London says that supermarkets there have told ministers, because they're in a similar situation to us, so supermarkets there have told the government that food prices have peaked and will start falling significantly in the coming months. Uh, and obviously you'd hope that that would happen in Ireland as well. So they're at a peak, the peak is passing, and then prices for food are going to come down. They're on their way back down, is what we're being told. Also, Vladimir Zelensky on the front of the Times of London, he's not going to be allowed to address the Eurovision tomorrow um, because a request by the Ukrainian president to make a surprise video appearance during the final has been turned down by organisers because they say essentially that the Eurovision is not a political event. Uh, I also saw some rumours Vladimir Zelensky is going to meet the Pope this weekend in the Vatican as well, so he's certainly busy. The Irish Sun continues its coverage of this morning. Yesterday we were told that Philip and Holly barely speak. Today they've an interview with Philip Schofield. He's made an extraordinary last-ditch attempt to save his partnership with Holly Willoughby. In an emotional statement, he says the last few weeks haven't been easy for either of us. He issued it after the sun revealed that they barely speak off camera. So I'm sure you're all on the edge of your seat wondering what will happen. Inside the Irish Times, they've gone to Temple Bar looking at the drugs use in Temple Bar uh, and they've an interview with Alan Cook who's a jeweller based in Temple Bar and they say by half 11 on Wednesday morning Alan Cook has already had to call the Gardaí because he's had to report two young men appearing to be smoking crack cocaine right outside his shop and he says the place has turned into a right kip and the reason is drugs drugs are everywhere. Um, I remember doing an interview with someone about drug use in Temple Bar and it was about two o'clock in the day down a laneway where an awful lot of tourists go and there were two girls, we were looking outside the window and two girls were injecting themselves in the leg in broad daylight uh, in Temple Bar. So not a good look, obviously, for the tourism industry 
but obviously we have to think about the people involved too who may be suffering with addiction and need help as well. Now, if you're wondering how far birds fly <coughs> to come to Ireland, the Irish Daily Star today has covered the astonishing distances uh, made by birds making their way to Ireland. The Arctic Tern, which is a bird I'm not familiar with, is the most travelled visitor to Ireland because that bird flies over 19,000 kilometres to and from the South Pole every year and it uh, goes at a speed of 112 kilometres. Uh, the Swift, you're all familiar, I'm sure, with the Swift. The Swift does 18,000 kilometres here from the Congo Basin in Africa and stops off along the way. I just think it's fascinating, the swallows and the Swifts and all the big journeys that they make coming from Africa. This is a new study uh, by the ESRI and you can read more about that in the Star. A couple of final stories for you if you're looking to take a selfie. Croke Park is one of the top 10 most Instagrammable stadiums in the world um, and it ranks ninth in the top 10 of a global list of arenas that received the most Instagram hashtags. Croke Park had more than 160,000 hashtags. And I will say, when you go into Croke Park for a match, it does kind of take your breath away because it is stunning. So you can see why people are taking selfies and putting it up on Instagram. And a final story comes from the Daily Telegraph. We're always trying to hear of new words and new phrases and things that you're allowed to say, things that you're not allowed to say. The new thing is that we don't want to offend prisoners. So in the UK, prison officers have been told that they're not allowed to call criminals convicts because the term could be offensive to some criminals. Civil servants have also instructed prison wardens not to use the phrase ex-con. So if someone is in prison, then gets out of prison, you should call them as a a person with a lived experience or a prison lever. Uh, The word convict is inaccurate for a percentage of prisoners who are being held on remand as they've not yet been convicted. So they're trying to get away from inappropriate phrases to describe people. Don't know what the rules are in Ireland, uh, but you're certainly not allowed in the UK now call a prisoner a con or an ex-con or a convict. Those are the stories in the papers. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.